Hi, and welcome to the Homeschool Snapshots podcast. I'm Pam Barnhill, your host, and this is the podcast that gives you a peek into the lives of the homeschoolers next door. Hi, everyone. This is Pam Barnhill, and welcome to the Homeschool Snapshots podcast. I am so glad that you are joining me here today, and I'm also joined today by our guest host for this season of the podcast, Miss Amy Milzik. Amy, how are you doing? I am doing wonderfully, Pam. How are you? I am feeling really good. Thank you. Well, you know, coming into September, parts of the country are starting to cool off, and my part of the country isn't. Oh. <laughs> Is yours? Yes. we. I live up in the Northeast, more towards Pittsburgh. So it's cooling off a bit and we're getting outside more. It's just delightful. Oh, I love that you are getting that relief. Well, you know, everybody's going back to school now. If uh, most of our listeners, if they haven't started already, they probably are getting really close to starting. I think most of them have started by now. And so today's guest I thought was a really important one for this time of year as we get back to school to start thinking about how we can bring some joy to our homeschool. So tell us a little bit about your conversation. I got to talk with Misty Bailey and homeschooling with joy. How you can find the joy in every day, even when you're not having that great of a day or a week or a month, and how you can just really focus on bringing that happiness to your homeschool. I love it. And she has her own podcast, doesn't she? Yes, she has. um, I believe she's starting her second season of Joyfully Homeschooling. So we talked about that too. Yeah. Yeah, lovely. Okay, well, we'll get on with that conversation right after this word from our sponsor. Have you ever been stuck on how to bring your lessons to life? Then you need KiwiCo, a monthly subscription which has delivered millions of hands-on projects that make learning fun. Their core offering are projects that make learning about STEAM, science, technology, engineering, art, and math, accessible and are designed to spark creativity, tinkering, and learning. Some recent favorites in our household are the Slime Lab, a hydraulic claw, and the geometric drawing machine. KiwiCo was founded by engineer and mom of three, Sandra Olin, and her deep desire to raise kids with the creative confidence needed to become the next generation of problem solvers and critical thinkers. I couldn't agree more with their mission, and I am excited to be able to offer you the chance to try them for free. To learn more about their projects for kids of all ages and to redeem this exclusive offer, visit KiwiCo.com slash educational snapshots to get your first month free today. Just pay $4.95 for shipping. That's KiwiCo.com slash educational snapshots for your free offer. And now, on with the podcast. Misty Bailey is a work-from-home homeschooling mom to three beautiful kids. With a passion for finding joy in the everyday and a mission to encourage fellow mothers, Misty uses her blog, Joy in the Journey, and podcast, Joyfully Homeschooling, to share about the highs and the lows of homeschool life. Misty is the creator of the free email series, Five Steps to a Successful Homeschool Day, as well as the author of several eBooks, including Homeschool 101 and Schooling at Home While Working at Home. She joins us on this episode to give us a sneak peek into her homeschool day. Welcome, Misty. 
Hey, Amy, how's it going? It is going good. I'm so excited to talk to you today. I'm so excited to talk to you. And it's like a real conversation, not boxers, right? Exactly. Yes. Misty and I, we love the Voxer app. And if you have not (laughs) checked out the walkie talkie app of Voxer, I highly encourage you to do so because it's a wonderful way for homeschool moms to connect, right? Oh, absolutely. My kids don't think I have friends outside of Voxer. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's your great. walkie-talkie friend, Mommy. That's oh. right. So, Misty, tell us a little bit about your family. So, I have three kiddos. Um, my oldest, Allison, is going into eighth grade. So, uh, high school is in our horizon. My middle, Kristen, is going into sixth grade. Um, she is my animal lover and wants to be a veterinarian someday. And then I have my youngest, Daniel, um, who has some special needs, and he really keeps us on our toes. That would be an understatement. So (laughs) he's a ball of fun and energy. (laughs) Yeah. So you have got, so and how old is Daniel? Did you say? Daniel is, he just turned seven and he's going into first grade. Oh, and then I should probably mention our homeschool principal, my husband. (laughs) Yeah. I have one of those too. (laughs) Your homeschool principal. That is awesome. Homeschool principal. Yeah. So what made you decide to homeschool? So we began homeschooling. Honestly, I felt like the Lord just told us to homeschool, but my husband was a hundred percent against it for probably about two years after I felt the Lord leading us that direction. So Allison went to preschool, public school preschool where we live in Ohio. Everybody sends their kiddos on the bus at like three years old from like eight to four. It's just what everybody does. So we joined those every other people and sent her. And then we had some issues, even in preschool, with a little bit of bullying. Just she was really bored. She didn't like being in school. She wanted to be at home with me and the daycare kids. I was running a daycare at the time. And then just a few things happened here and there that made my husband consider letting us homeschool. So we pulled her out. She had just turned five. We pulled her out and he said, if you can teach her to read, then you can homeschool. So I did. And the rest is history. So and now he's 100% on board. But it took him a little while. He thought homeschoolers were weirdos. So yeah, (laughs) there's that. I understand. My husband was the same way. In fact, our two older boys were in public school for a few years. And so Mm -hmm. and I had felt called but he wasn't quite there yet. And sometimes it's just like the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> so, Oh, absolutely. Now he's like my biggest cheerleader. Like he loves homeschooling and says our kids will never go back to public school. But it just took a little bit of persuasion, prayer and yeah, persistence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if you were walking down the aisle of a homeschool vendor hall and you turned the corner and met a younger version of yourself, what would you tell her? to not buy anything in that vendor hall until she had at least made one loop around the building. So I think that vendor halls are overwhelming, to say the least. So I would just say not to buy all the things and to really just think and pray about what you're doing, what your purchases are going to be, and to definitely not compare what you're going to get or going to use to what everybody else that you know uses. So that's what I would say to myself, because I bought all the things, all the things, Amy, all the things. I didn't use half of them. I I think that's great advice. And because there's so much shiny and everything looks wonderful. Mm. And it's so tempting. So yeah, take a take some time, take some prayer. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And find like, I think now there are I think a lot of homeschool conventions are trying to put people in the vendor halls who are not pushing purchases and are just there like us other homeschool moms just to talk to. Mm -hmm. And I think that 
I love that because there, it didn't used to be like that. So um, nowadays, I think that moms can find those people in the convention hall and just talk to people, talk to other moms that have been there, but don't compare. So definitely. That's great advice. Thank you. Who would you say is your homeschool hero? Charlene Notgrass. I love her <laughs> so much. So much. She is a very sweet lady. Very encouraging. She's so encouraging. And she has been on the other side. And I love that she just kind of pours herself into moms and just tells them to just do your best and just enjoy your children. And I love that. Um, she would be my homeschool hero that people would know. And my second homeschool hero would probably be, and she will never listen to this podcast, but a, um, a lady in our church who kind of took me under her wing when I first began homeschooling, Jamie Brown. And she's my daughter's youth group leader now. And she really helped me, talked me off the ledge numerous, numerous times. So those would be my two homeschool heroes. Oh, that's so cool. I love that you have, you know, a real life homeschool hero. And then you have one, you know, that you can look up to. And that's really neat. Fill in the blank. If my grown child blank, I will have succeeded as a homeschooling mom. Has a love for learning. Absolutely. Yeah. Has a love for learning. I I think we can squelch that love. And I don't ever want to do that. I hear you. Yeah, it, it's very easy to do that with all all the things <laughs> and and all the mm-hmm. pressure and yeah. So that love for learning is is just a wonderful gift indeed. How do you fix a homeschool day gone bad? We binge watch TV. <laughs> That's <laughs> awful. But if we're just having one of those days where like everybody's grumpy, nobody's getting along, and nobody just wants to just dive in and do school. We are known to turn on Little House on the Prairie and just binge watch it and totally count it as school. Hey, I don't think that's school. Yeah, I don't think that's awful. I think that's honest. And I think when you have that knowledge about yourself, and you're just like, it's not happening, you you have to find what works. And if that works for you, hey, you go with it, right? Yeah, because if not, you're just stealing your joy, your kids' joy, and nobody likes homeschooling when everybody's grumpy. So no, 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 Mr. Grumpy Pants in this house. That's what we say. (laughs) Absolutely not. Are you a planner? Or do you fly by the seat of your pants? Oh, I think I'm a little bit of both. I do not do the homeschool planning like the big fancy planners. Like that's not me. We're those people that just open up the book, do the next lesson and write down what we did instead of like planning ahead. But we do have a routine. So, you know, we do the same thing every day, like the same. We have like a four block routine, you know, where um, we do four subjects every day and my kids can run our homeschool routine in their sleep, but we don't really plan ahead per se. So I'm a little bit of both. Yeah. So you do more of like a recording after the fact, and then you, you've established mm-hmm. a routine, which is awesome. Cause I know a lot of people struggle with that. So yes. Yeah. Routines can be magical. Oh, um, I can't live without my routine. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great for sanity, isn't it? Oh yeah. What would your kids say is the best part of being homeschooled? I think the freedom. My kids like being able to kind of learn what they want to learn and not have to be in school all day. So I would absolutely say the freedom would probably be the best part. And what would be the worst part? Being with their siblings all day. (laughs) That can be tough. That can be tough. Yeah. 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 Especially when you have an exhausting little brother. (laughs) Like, love his heart. He's so much fun. But they also, like, he wears them down. He wears them down too. So little bit of both love hate relationship there with the siblings i got you and they're but they're learning wonderful skills along the way aren't they like patience and (laughs) 
and, and patience is a virtue and yeah. yeah, all that stuff. What would you say is the best part of homeschooling? I love being with my kids and seeing their eyes light up when they learn things. That's my f- absolute favorite part. And how about the worst? The no time to myself. But I think that now that I'm in the season of older kids, I'm getting more of that back. But when they're all little and you're just in that season of never getting a spare moment to yourself at all, it's kind of exhausting. I don't think anybody warns you about that, about how exhausting it is to literally be around your kids all day, even though you love them and you want to be around them. But it's also exhausting. Yeah, that 24 seven, it's tough, but it, it's, it does get more refreshing as your kids get older and they're oh, able yeah. to do some more things on their own. So d- there's a little bit of hope there for all of you moms that, that have the young kids. There is a silver lining or <laughs> there's a light at the end of the tunnel, I guess I should say. Oh, absolutely. And I didn't realize how quickly we got here too. So it's also a little bittersweet. I hear you. Yeah. So as a homeschool mom, I really rock blank. Imperfection. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. And as a homeschool mom, I think you need to, right? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I'm the best at imperfection. Oh, man. And then when you can accept it and acknowledge it in front of your children, I think you're making like such a wonderful skill to teach them, you know, because Mm -hmm. none of us are perfect. No. And I tell my kids all the time, like I make mistakes. And if nothing else, when you're a parent, I hope you look back and recognize that it's okay to do that. Exactly. How do you stay organized? Like, do you have any apps or or that type of thing that you use to stay on track? I'm a pen and paper girl, like a pen and paper girl. I did finally buy an Erin Condren. I think, is that how you say her name? Yeah. Or or you can call it EC. Okay, there we go. (laughs) One of those. I did buy one of those this year and I don't write in it as much as I really should. So I, but I do have a big paper calendar on my wall where we write things down. And then I have a lot of binders and notebooks, but no apps. I've not gotten into that side of technology yet. I think with my work, I'm on my phone enough. So I don't need my planning on there either. I get you totally. And I need that visual and I need to write it mm-hmm. down. So I, I totally understand. Oh, yeah. I've been known to be at the doctor's office and be like, can I wait till I get home to see my paper calendar on the wall to see if I can do that appointment? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so how do you find joy in the everyday? Um, I think it goes back to realizing that these moments are going to go by too quick. I tell my kids that if I start getting grumpy or getting frustrated with them to sing this song, you're going to miss this. I think Trace Adkins sings that, but you're going to miss this. You're going to want this back. And that, it just reminds me that, you know, these moments are going to be by in just a blink of an eye. And so I try to remember that. And to whenever we get frustrated or grumpy, just to go back and find the joy that happened within that day, something good has happened each and every day. And to just go back and remember those moments and to remind myself that I set the tone in my home. And if I'm grumpy, then my kids are going to be grumpy and nobody wants that. So they're going to look at me as an example. So that's kind of how I try to keep and find the joy in our homeschool. How do you find the joy when it's just one of those days when it's just like, you know, you're pulling your hair out. It's just really difficult. How how do you do that? We've had quite a few of those moments, especially with homeschooling a child with special needs. And I pray <laughs> a lot. Mm-hmm. And I just tell myself that, you know, God gave me this child and nobody else can parent them any better than I can. And he put this task before me and it is my job to fulfill it to the absolute 
best of my ability. And the greatest joy I can have is that my children walk in the truth of the Lord. And they're not going to do that if I don't model that. And so that's just kind of what I try to tell myself. I mean, it doesn't mean I'm perfect. There are days when I absolutely blow up and get frustrated. But I also do my best to just model what I would want my kids to someday treat my grandchildren. I don't know if that makes sense at all, but that's just kind of how I try to overcome those those bad days. Oh, I think that makes complete sense. And I think that that ties back to, you know, that imperfection that you rock so well, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you're setting <laughs> yeah. that good example. And but I, those are great reminders to yourself. And I think that it really helps to pause and think about that. How can I handle this? What helps me through those tough times? And so you find that. So that's awesome. Yes, thank you. Yeah. What's your best advice to moms who are thinking of trying to homeschool and work from home? Because that just adds on another whole level right there. And but you know, there's so many homeschool families that are single income and can really use some type of supplement there or another income. So what do you what's your best advice? Well, I've always worked from home. So we started off, I quit my job as a teacher and went to work from home whenever my middle, I was pregnant with my middle. So when we first started homeschooling, I was running an in-home daycare. And then I slowly got away from that and into working online as a blogger and a virtual assistant. So I think that the biggest thing is Number one is you can find time to work from home. Everybody can find time. There's fringe hours, whether it's getting up at 4.30 in the morning, which is what I did for many, many seasons, or it's working in the evenings after your kids are in bed or nap time. There's always time to try to find those little hours where you can work from home. So I think that's number one. And then I think the second is not to overextend yourself, especially when you have young, young kids. When I first started working from home online. I only did like 10 hours a week. And then I've slowly now I'm up to like 20 or 25, but my kids are older. So don't overextend yourself. Homeschooling is your first job. Without a doubt, it's your absolute first job. So don't push homeschooling aside to bring in a little bit of extra money. But think of what you do during the day that doesn't necessarily need to be done. Like how much time do we spend watching TV or checking Facebook? And those are the hours that you can probably fit in a little bit of time to work from home. So it's setting priorities and just, yes. um, yeah, try and be a little flexible there. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. What are some of the perks and challenges of homeschooling middle school and almost high school while you're also trying to teach your younger child? So I think that one is we have so much more knowledge now after getting a few of our guinea pigs out of the way. Mm -hmm. I'm so much more relaxed with Daniel than I was with my girls. I also enjoy knowing that I think, I think when you have older kids, you kind of see that you did something right to an extent, you know, they're not completely illiterate and they are learning. So it gives you a little bit more confidence with your younger kids. And I think that confidence and experience means that in all honesty, I really think at least in our scenario, my youngest gets a much better homeschool mom than my oldest did because I was completely new to it. And you make all of the mistakes the first time around. And then you have that seasoned mindset, I guess, by the time you get around to your younger kids. So, but my oldest has turned out okay. I think I'll keep her. I think she's all right. (laughs) (laughs) So on your blog, you talk about how other moms helped you out when you were brand new to homeschooling. And you, you talked about that with it kind of sounded like a mentor at your church. Mm-hmm. Yes. Why do you think that's so essential? And how do you think that we can foster more of that within the homeschool community? Oh, I absolutely think it's essential. I don't think I would have, I would never have kept homeschooling had I not had 
somebody else out there to tell me that I was doing okay, that these tears and frustrations I was feeling was completely normal. My mentor actually talked me off the ledge a couple times from throwing in the towel of homeschooling. And I think that it is important because I think think every homeschool mom needs a mom who's been there before, who's a little bit farther along in the journey than they are. I think they need a mom that is right there with them where they are in their homeschooling journey. And then after you've done it a little while, a new homeschool mom that you see their excitement and you can kind of see, okay, that's where I've come from. You know, here, let me, let me help you along. I think that every homeschool mom needs those people in their lives. And as far as fostering it within the homeschool community, I think homeschool groups are so important. Um, I love our homeschool group. We started off with three homeschool moms and we now have like 120 in our Facebook group, but like 25 that actually show up to things. And those moms are some of our best, my best friends. And they've helped me, you know, get an idea of what to do with high school. And, you know, I've had so many homeschool moms come to my home when we first start, when they first start homeschooling. And I just help them and show them how to get started homeschooling in Ohio. And I feed off their excitement because it reminds me of where I was when I first started. And I hope that they can learn from my mistake, but that I can also get that energy back and be reminded of, how much fun homeschooling really is. So yeah, I think that homeschool moms are some of the most awesome people in the world. And I think that everybody should have a couple homeschool besties. I agree. And that reciprocal process where, you know, you not only are you giving, but you're also receiving like that energy and excitement is just wonderful. And I think we're so blessed now too, that we have these online options where we can Mm -hmm. connect with people and, and find that type of mentorship. So, so tell us about your podcast, Joyfully Homeschooling. So the Joyfully Homeschooling podcast, I just started it. I'm just the second season actually launched today when we're recording this. It is at joyfullyhomeschooling.com. And I just share the joys and struggles of homeschooling, real life, practical tips. And I also interview homeschool moms like you (laughs) about their joys and struggles and fears. Because I think that learning from other homeschool moms and the seasons that they have been in, the fears that they've overcome, the struggles that they've overcome, and the fact that they still have joy in homeschooling is just so important because we can all learn from each other. And I think that really helps foster community as well when you're talking with moms who have been down this path that you're on as well. And you see that there's hope and joy on the other side. So that is my goal with the Joyfully Homeschooling podcast. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And it it does help to know that you're not alone and that you can get through this and others have before you. So that's just, that's so cool. Yes. Thank you. Well, it is now time for our Fast Five, where you say the first thing that comes to your mind with these five questions. All right, I'm ready. Okay, number one, you just received an Amazon gift card. What are you spending it on? A new laptop. Yes, that is wonderful. (laughs) I need one of those too. Do you have a favorite laptop that you're looking at? Because Oh, my husband's trying to talk me out of an Acer, but the Mm. Acer fits my budget. So we'll see. Yeah, I got you. Right there with you. Okay, number two, favorite family game night game? Checkers. I know it's really only for two people, but we do, oh, you know what I'm talking about. Like where I play a person and then that winner takes the next winner. And yeah, we really, really go through it with checkers. And my kids can beat me now. So yeah. Ooh, sounds competitive. (laughs) Yes, it is very. What's the best way to spend the day with your kids? Binge watching Little House on the Prairie. (laughs) I sense a theme there. (laughs) I love it. And my goal one day is to go see all the Little House sites. Yes, that's my my dream. That would be amazing. What are you reading right now? 
I am reading an Amish fiction book, What the Bishop Saw or Who the Bishop Knows or something by Vanetta Chapman. Oh, sounds good. I thought you were going to say And I just House. started Essentialism. No, I'm not Little, not little House in the Prairie. No. <laughs> <laughs> you just started Essentialism. Okay. Yes. Yes. Nice. Okay. Last one. I've got to have blank to get me through the day. Caffeine. Not coffee. I don't drink coffee, but caffeine. So just very strong tea. <laughs> No, I actually make my own caffeinated ice cubes from liquid flavored water, caffeinated flavored water. I know I'm such a dork, but I quit hey. drinking pop and I don't like coffee or tea. Oh, okay. That's cool. I haven't heard of that, but hey, whatever. right. <laughs> you know, I'm a trailblazer. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. Well, Misty, it's been awesome chatting with you today. Please share where we can connect with you online. So my blog is Join the Journey and you can find me at joyinthejourney. Net. I'm also um, have a podcast at joyfullyhomeschooling.com and I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Joy in the Journey. Well, that is great. Well, thank you so much for, for chatting and, you know, sharing a picture of your homeschool with us. Thank you so much, Amy. I will vox with you later. <laughs> Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Wasn't that delightful? Now, if you'd like links to any of the books and resources that Misty and I chatted about today, you can find them in the show notes for this episode of the podcast. Those are at pambarnhill.com forward slash HSP68. I'm really looking forward to some more great homeschool chats to encourage, inspire, and motivate. Until then, rock your homeschool.